This call may be recorded or transcribed. Hello, Robbie. Good morning, Ernie. How are you doing? Doing really well. Um, the audio isn't really good here. I'm going to switch to my headphone and see if that makes it any better. Uh, see, can you hear me okay now? I can hear the five. Is it any better for you? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> but, uh, How about this? Can... Testing one, two, three. Is this better? Well, it's a little louder. And they, yeah, I think that seems clear. So, um, yeah, no, uh, I mentioned before this book, Jackie and I have been going through the, can you hear me? I'm getting a little bit of echo. Yeah, I can hear you fine. I can try mm -hmm. muting to see if that makes a difference. All right. Uh, well, yeah. So Jackie and I have been going through this book, the journal of best practices, uh, um, uh, memoir of somebody with Asperger's trying to be a better husband and uh, finding a, uh, we each read through a chapter in advance and then write post-its and then we go through those post-its um, and it's been uh, very helpful for us to uh, just have kind of a, a focused way to talk about a structured way to talk through some of the frustrations and things we haven't figured out how to talk about without feeling attacked or uh, attacking each other, getting defensive. So, uh, yeah, that's going really well. And uh, the things I'm working on are going really well in terms of developing prayer for country people groups. And uh, I have some things that I need to focus and get uh, caught up on. But uh, otherwise, life is pretty good. Yeah, how about you? Good, yeah. I actually had a series of... Uh... Adventures and Misadventures, which I'm saving for a future blog post, and then we can talk about it. Uh, right. But, well, the, the short answer is that I, uh, my left brain uh, sabotaged me in a number of ways uh, on uh -huh. this trip. And nothing severe, but definitely humbling. And so on the flight, I was in Boston for a few days. And on the flight back, like, my normal impulse was to, like, read or work. But I said, you know, I think I need to spend some time with my right brain uh, because uh -huh. I've been gotten addicted to my left brain. And I said, I feel like there might be a movie that I'm supposed to watch because I don't normally I think of watching movies on an airplane as a guilty pleasure. But this time it felt like that was the right thing to do. And so I was scrolling through the list of movies that they recommended. And there was this movie, Crazy Rich Asians, that was on. I just watched, yeah, I just watched the trailer. Yeah. Okay, good. And so, because I prompted it, or because some other reason? No, because of your prompt, your... Uh, yeah, okay, right, yeah. And so, okay, good. So, and it's like, I don't want to watch it, and I feel like, okay, this is the uh, the thing, this is a sign that this is the thing I should do, that I don't want to watch this movie. Uh, because that was the, like, the... the uh, anyway, it's just one of these signals I have learned. Yeah, I'm not sure how widely you could follow. I'm not sure how widely you could follow that. Uh, just in the, you know, if I don't want to do this, then I should do it. But 
there are times but, where. But yeah, but, but, well, I think I think what it is it's a matter of taste, right? It's it's okay. one of the it's a skill, right? To realize oh. there are certain kinds of aversions which are actually clues. Yeah, uh, to right. things we need to do, right? So it is not a it is precisely the thing that cannot be easily managed by the left brain. <laughs> it is right. precisely a right brain um, discernment, I guess. Um, and the, I think there is a general rule that whenever there's an aversion, there's something interesting going on there. Right. And learning how to sit with our aversions rather than just blindly follow them, blindly attack them, is in fact the right. point of this movie review. Uh, so the uh, spoiler alert for you or any of our listeners, I'm going to sort of feel the whole plot of this movie. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, it was, it was a big movie a few years ago about this. It's kind of a Cinderella story. This uh, uh, immigrant Chinese girl meets this guy who turns out to be like the, the Prince Harry of Singapore. And, uh -huh. you know, not just rich, but crazy rich, as her friend puts it. And it's a great play on words because they're like insanely rich and they're richly insane uh, and uh -huh. all the dysfunction of the family that goes with it. Um, but the interesting thing about the so one of the reasons that I, I was both intrigued and repelled by the movie was this uh, uh, you know American girl uh, Chinese American girl and they make a big point that she's not Chinese she's Chinese American and right. this tension between uh, you know, the American perspective and the Chinese perspective. The American perspective, you should be happy and live your own life. And the Chinese perspective is you need to bring on to your family because your family did everything for you. Uh -huh. uh, and the, um, so the tensions between her and the matriarch of this family, uh, the boy's mother, and they talk about how, uh, she, um, what's interesting is that the matriarch was not one of these rich people who married into a rich family arrangement. It was actually a love marriage. Um, but the father, uh, you know, the, the boy's father, uh, like, couldn't get his mother's permission to marry her. So he just, uh, and he couldn't get his mother to give her the family heirloom ring to propose with. So he bought a giant uh, emerald for her out of his own money. Uh -huh. um, and to this day, the grandmother never really accepts the daughter, is always saying she's never good enough and uh, picking on her, despite the mm -hmm. fact that she has done everything to be this dutiful uh, daughter and wife and all that, uh, which has some intriguing family history of my own that I need to deal with at some point. But anyway, so when the daughter meets this uh, sort of dragon mom, her first instinct is to run away. And right. she, uh, uh, you know, goes, you know, crying to her friend's house about being humiliated and uh, whatever. And her friend says, oh, come on, you're a professor of game theory at a university. You are smart and capable. You need to take her on and win. 
so they get you know they get her to uh, they get find a few allies and they you know dress her up and she shows up at the wedding and they're there they're in singapore for his best friend's wedding uh who is a relatively decent insane human being compared to everyone else that they <laughs> encounter and she you know sort of takes the fight to the to the mom and the boy says you know hey you know i would rather be with you I'm willing to give up my family and live in poverty. That's why you didn't know I was rich because he was living, you know, on his own means in New York because he wanted to be independent of his family uh, right. because he knew how crazy they were and mm -hmm. he was trying to escape that. And so it seems like the movies, and so this is the interesting thing about uh, the movie is that there's this tension between, okay, um, should she do the American thing and pursue her own happiness? Should she do the Chinese thing and honor the family? Uh, should she run away and just avoid this really crazy toxic family? Or should she, you know, take them on and take him home and, you know, marry him in despite, in despite the family's wishes? And let me just pause there before I get to the resolution, although you may have seen some of the spoiler already. Uh, I don't know if you can relate to any of this or if any of this is making sense. Yeah, well, the question of whether to run away or to um, engage and how to engage, uh, yeah, a uh, uh, track with the relevance of all that. Okay. Good. Is there anything in your personal life that you can relate to? Because I know a lot of this is a very immigrant centric. Uh, conflict. Um, not too directly in terms of the, you know, the uh, cultural side. Um, when I married Jackie, I wasn't very engaged with the rest of my family, and we've had there have been tensions and strains that might have been different if I'd been uh, well integrated. But I don't think that I don't think there's any cultural dimension of her that you know would have been difficult in that way. And I'm not crazy rich, and my family isn't, so <laughs> we don't have to deal with that. Right. Well, the interesting thing for me is not the rich, but the crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is definitely some level of craziness in your family, if I remember hearing your stories correctly. Yeah, but it hasn't uh, focused on trying to separate Jackie and me in any way. Right. Like I understand. But like, so here's the interesting subplot that gave this whole thing a new texture, which is that his sister, who's a relatively decent human being compared to the rest of the family, um, um, mar also married a, quote, commoner, uh, you know, okay. a, kind of a famous soldier or something like that, who's actually running a startup. Um, uh -huh. and they kind of make it clear that there's some awkwardness around that. Like she, the sister will go on these fancy, expensive shopping trips to buy million dollar jewelry and then, uh, hide all the stuff from her husband to try to not make him feel uh -huh. bad. And uh -huh. he's always running off to work and she's always saying, oh, can I come help you at work? Uh, you know, cause she's trying to, to like relate to him at his level. And he's always kind of brushing her off. And then she discovers he's having an affair. Uh, uh -huh. Her commoner husband. 
and uh-huh. the um and you know her first response is when she tells him like she she, she uh, and so she tells him on the way to this you know best friend's wedding um i guess it's a family friend so everyone's involved and i think even her parents are bankrolling it but uh and he says you know just like get through this wedding and let's not make a scene and then we'll sort things out and he goes is that all you just say is like well don't make it you find out i'm having an affair and all you uh say is let's not make a scene she goes well yes what do you want me to do throw a tantrum goes yes i want you to throw a tantrum like that would be better that would feel like i actually mattered Um, is the sense that, and he goes like, don't think I don't know that you've been trying to hide all your wealth from me. She goes, don't make this about me. You're the one who had an affair. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's this wonderful scene where she finally confronts him and says, look, it was wrong of me to try to hide from you. But, Uh you know, uh, it wasn't my job to make you feel like a man. Either you are or you aren't. And Uh You know, I can't make you something you're not. And the contrast between her husband, who, and and so like, you know, she sort of, you know, the tension was greater on him because like he is the heir apparent. He is supposed to come back and run the family business because his dad is like, is not even at the wedding. He's running around running family business, right? Because that Uh was what dads do and was totally absent for the entire movie. Um, and it's like, and his, and the son had, was supposed to have come back a year ago, but he fell in love with this girl and insisted on staying in America, which was a great scandal. And in fact, there's this whole scene where her Bible study circle of all the cousins and, uh, whatever are, you know, you know, supposedly reading scripture and interspersed with that, they're gossiping about how she screwed up and failed by not raising up her child in the way he should go. Cause he's running off to America and doing all these things. Right, there's this really, uh, I've seen this before in Korean movies, this kind of horrific portrayal of Christianity as sort of a social thing that's an excuse for backbiting. Um, yeah. And it's an interesting backdrop. Um, uh, there's another, well, there's another, there's also a horrific reality behind that, but that's a discussion for another time, perhaps. Um, the, um, but anyway, so that's the context of all of this. And so you're wondering, like I was wondering, like, what is she going to do? Is she going to marry the guy? Is she going to leave the guy? Because um, it feels like those are the only two options, right? Is uh, either she, you know, you know, this, you know, she runs away with him to America and, or, you know, she lets him, uh, you know, um, well, I guess there's two, the three options. One is, is that she just like runs away screaming from this really, really toxic family, <laughs> which right. seems like a very right. sane thing to do. Um, uh-huh. She runs away with him and, and they, you know, just ignore the family or, you know, she uh, becomes her mother-in-law. She stays and becomes the dutiful uh, Chinese daughter-in-law uh, and you know so forth and all three of those options um except perhaps you know seem to kind of suck (laughs) right is uh well you know the 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 only sane one seems to be just run away from the entire toxic family right right is is that because if she uh, uh, so 
here's the crazy thing, and this is the, the punchline of all this that I found so Christ-like, which is that she, you know, so after, you know, the, there's a, you know, there's a huge scandal at the wedding, they discover that, you know, she has some dark secrets in her own family that the mother hired a private investigator to find out. And so she's humiliated and she just, you know, crawls into bed for three days. Um, and then um, she, let me just get my address here. I'm in the car to make sure I know where I'm going. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so we see the scene where he you know, brings her mom out to comfort her. And then the mom says, you should at least talk to him before you leave. And so he, he meets her on the waterfront and he proposes to her. And then they cut the scene. We don't know what happens with the proposal. And okay. the next scene is she's at a Mahjong palace. Um, you know, this is a sort of, a, I think there's some gambling involved, but it's sort of like, I think it's sort of between poker and bridge is my best understanding of it. Uh, the game uh -huh. of Mahjong is played with these Chinese tiles. And she's sitting there right. uh, with, I guess, two other, two, two, you know, at an empty table. And she says to the mother and uh, the, the prospective mother-in-law, uh, the dragon mom, um, thank you for coming. Um, uh, would you like to, uh, with, I'd like to play over Mahjong. And she goes, uh, the, the, the Rachel, the Chinese American says, my mother taught me to play Mahjong. And the older woman goes, yes, my mother taught me to play Mahjong too. And so they're playing this game out on this board, uh, even as they're having this dialogue. And she goes, I realized I had a choice, which was to um, you know, marry him and go to America where he would eventually come to resent me for taking him away from his family mm -hmm. or tell him the truth that his family is horrible and that's why I don't want to marry him. And then he would come back and grow to resent you. Uh -huh. And I thought that was a very profound insight. <laughs> like she had, she went beyond the, okay, I should just run away and fright or I should just fight and win because these people, it's like she, she saw, you know, like first she was naive. She had no idea what whose family were and she had no idea how toxic they were. Right. But then uh, she said something. And then the, this is the part that I thought was so beautiful. And so for her, she goes, so I decided to tell him that I don't love him so he can let go of me and so in the future, when he finds someone that is acceptable to his family and gets married and is happy and has grandchildren and is happy with you and is happy with himself, you will know that all of this was because of a Chinese American immigrant with no family who chose to do the right thing and that you owe all of your happiness to me. Hmm. And then the grandmother, you know, plays a move and wins the Mahjong game. And uh, you, uh, the, the mother, the, the dragon mom, and then the Chinese American woman lays down her tiles and shows that she had already won. Uh, uh, and this, this is the picture is that, you know, I let you win. And that uh, was her revenge was not running away and losing. It was not winning. It was knowing 
she could win and being so secure in her victory that she was willing to lose. And then the punchline, of course, is that she goes back and tells her son uh, and he, you know, meets her on the flight back to America, proposes to her in the aisle and shows her the emerald ring that her mother had gotten from her father, that his mother had gotten from her father. With, you know, that after she did this act, the mother-in-law's, you know, broken heart was healed and she gave up her bitterness to her son and broke the generational curse. Right. And allowed him and her, it wasn't clear whether they were going to stay in America or what, but it didn't matter, right? The, The curse was broken. The fear, the thing they had all been fighting over and fighting about is she showed them by her courage and her security that she was not just big enough to win, but big enough to lose. And I just saw that as so profoundly Christ-like. Uh, you may have seen the verse uh, from John 10 that I pasted in the blog post that I wrote about this. Yeah. Did you read that now? You have it there? Uh, Actually, I'm here. I could probably pull it up. Uh, it's uh the reason my father loves me is that i lay down my life only to take it up again no one takes it from me but i lay it down of my own accord i have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again this command i received from my father all right thank you i have to go run to my uh the BBJ meeting. Uh, it's the last one. Interestingly enough, our church, you know, dissolved uh, to to uh, a few months, a couple months ago. But they kept doing the men's discipleship group based on the pause format, the pray p r a y format that we discussed. And interestingly right. enough, they said this is this is supposed to be the like the final one that we did in the Islam church. But the leader said, uh, join us for one more session, not one last session. So. We, uh, we have laid down our church and all the structures and everything we had, but maybe we'll take right. it up again. So we'll see what God does. Uh, so if it's okay, I'll leave it on that note, and uh, we'll talk to you again I'll just, soon. All right, thanks for listening. That, oh, sure. the, conclusion, the conclusion of the story moved me to tears of the movie, and I'm not sure why, but we can pick that up later. <laughs> all right. Yeah, if you have some time, journal that. I would love to see if you can press into that emotion. All right. Well, you're feeling it or at least remembering it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye.